A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Of course, being a Monday, Danny Kelly joined us for a deep dive into the Premier League weekend. Mm. Ooh, well, as deep as you can do when you've got to get in 10 games in 45 minutes. No, we did all minutes. right, I think. We got through them all. Just about got through it. Um, we also... Um, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we? Yes. We had some clips of the week pewter. You I had a rant about Chelsea. Yes, my admiration for the recruitment team. Yes, so you're going to definitely be on the Christmas card list. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. I'm from the pavilion end, Andy Jacobs. Oh, honestly, I was so angry after the game on Saturday. First of all... Did you boo? The... No. No, you're not First a booer. First of all, let's let's uh, let's make uh, get this absolutely clear. Right. Uh, full credit to Forrest. It was a great, committed, defensive performance. Well coached, spirited. They played, you know, they played well for what they wanted to do. They yeah. executed the game plan. They stopped Chelsea. Well, they're not going to come there and go toe to toe. Absolutely are they? not. Full credit to them. I thought that was a great win for them. They deserved it. it was a, but it was a terrible result for Chelsea. Absolutely terrible. And. What I'm what I'm frustrated about hmm. is, and I've been saying this for a long time, I've been saying it since February when they didn't buy anybody in January. Every single paper, here's the Times. Why spend one billion and not buy a finisher? Yeah. I mean, I'm saving all my anger for the directors of football. I think the recruitment has been utterly ridiculous. How can they spend, gun. Well, how can they spend so much money and not buy a decent keeper? And not by a proper striker. That just makes no sense. I spoke to somebody in football yesterday uh, who's been a manager, who's been a chairman, who's been a director of football. I said to him, he said to me, I don't get it. Nobody gets it. Yeah. All the papers are saying the same thing. How can these... And what drives me mad more than any of this is when it doesn't work, they'll say, oh, it's Poch's fault. They'll be agitating to get Poch out, whereas the people who should go is them today Mm. for what they've done. Who spends 200 million on three defensive midfielders and doesn't buy a striker. You looked at our bench on Saturday. We're chasing a goal. We've got a 17-year-old from Brazil who's never played in England before on the bench. That's our striking mm. option. You know, you look around the weekend, who did well? Haaland, Ferguson, Son, the boy who came on for United. As soon as he came on, well, you, yeah. you've got to have people who can score a goal. Mm. It's that obvious thing. Putting together a football. You could have had Osserman for $150 million and one defensive midfielder, which yeah. is all you needed. Do you know what I mean? I cannot believe this approach. Apparently they strode across the pitch, Egg Barley and the two sporting directors, with stern looks at faces like thunder. It's your fault. It's your fault this has happened. Don't blame the manager. Yeah. Really don't. Are the crowd turning on Poch a bit? Are no, they saying, no, no, good. No, oh, that's no. good. 
Now, I think the crowd are a bit beaten down after last season. Yeah. You know, but honestly... I, I, I walk across London Bridge in the nude if Mudrick ever becomes a decent footballer. <laughs> I will. What a horrible thought. I basically tear him up his contract, tell him to get a job in Haulage. Really? I've never seen a bloke that looks Early less like... Early Haulage? I've never seen a bloke that What a great name for a business. That would be good. I'd grow your hair long, blonde hair, and, that, and get yourself a big lorry. And despite Forrest deserving to win, you know, it could easily have been a draw. It should have been a draw. Nicholas I mean, Jackson. Honestly, the late Glenda Jackson would have tucked that one away, I promise you. <laughs> for goodness sake. It was a, uh, I, I thought he was watching it in real time, and I think, was it Righty or, or uh, Jermaine Jennison on Match of the... Why is he on the stretch? He's stretch no, Everson. He's got no need no, to. No, he just he, could have got his yeah, foot through there, couldn't know. he? It's, look, it's a, he's, a, he's a second striker. He's a good half striker. Everybody they bought is either a winger or a wing forward or a half striker. Like He reminds us of Kalu. You know, he's a decent enough player. He's back up, is he? Well, I think he's off the bench. He's If you play two up front, he's good with a big man. That sort of idea. But he's yeah. not going to bully defenders like, you know, Ferguson or Holland or any of these big centre forwards, yeah. you know. I don't get it. I really don't get how you can do this. I mean, basically, these directors of football better hope that Brozier comes back after the international break and scores about 12 or 15 goals and gets them out of jail. Otherwise, it's going to look very bad for them. Because you are an advocate of kind of taking players that, that the club have, uh, have brought through. And oh, so, Brozier, you want Brozier to play, don't you? Of course you, you do. Yeah, you yeah, wanted yeah. Lewis Hall to play. You don't, you know... I mean, the way they've gone about the whole thing, the first window was, you know... 200 million blown by Bowley who didn't know what he was doing. Mm. Then they appoint these people. One bloke, Chelsea Youth on Twitter, he's pointed out that eight of the players they've brought in come from these people's previous clubs. Yeah. That's not scouting, is it? That's not recruitment. Mm. That's just rubbish. I mean, just over... And I feel for Casado, but if you pay for 115 million for a bloke that's worth about 60 in today's market, of course that loads so much pressure yeah. on him. And so far, out of three games, he's made two ricks that have led to goals. And, you know, so I just think, you know, it's not it's not great. I'm, I, I believe in Poch, I believe in the process, and, and he has been unlucky with certain injuries and all that. But... You know, that wasn't a great result, whichever way you look at it. And I was thinking, at least last year, both our teams were rubbish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, look, it's early days for us. It was a really enjoyable uh, performance by Spurs. They're playing well. Yeah, they well, are. Yeah. They're, they're kind of front foot, and it is... That's after what I hoped would happen to us. That's what I thought I saw, would happen. I saw Cass outside, our own Tony Cascarino, and I was... You know, we were just mm. talking about Chelsea. He said, what sort of mood's Andy going to be? And I said, well, probably not great. <laughs> but... Um, he, I said, you know, look, it's early days. You know, I'm sure they'll sort it out. They'll settle down. They'll come good. And Tony said, I thought that last year and it didn't happen. No, I, I don't see it happening until they buy us. If you haven't got a striker and a decent keeper, they've got to hope, like I say, that Brozier is good and the boy they've signed from America is good because Sanchez, I don't get it. I mean, he was Brighton's third keeper. You paid £25 million for him. He doesn't. He's not a great shot stopper. His distribution is pretty poor. What? Yeah. What, what, have, what have you? Brighton didn't think he was good enough. Why do you think he's good enough? Mudrick is interesting, isn't he? I mean, I don't know if he's obviously. I don't know if he, maybe he reads all of the papers. Maybe he's always on social media. But did they scout him? Wasn't it a case that Arsenal wanted him? So they, they, you know, they went in there. I can't yeah. use the expression I want to use, but just to sort of make a big statement. Yeah. So they buy this guy, but had they actually scouted him? Had they thought? Is he right, you know, for English football? Is he, has he got the skills? He gave the ball away right at the end and could have given another goal away. Just honestly. 
just I can't see it. I mean, I think I can spot a decent player yeah. when I see it over the years. He's got a touch of the Rebroffs about him to me. He's got whatever he does. He's all he's in. He's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. His last touch is always the one that takes him away. I hope I'm away. wrong. I can't see it though. But there you go. You just get players like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't work for them. However hard they try. So anyway, watching that we'll game see. yesterday it was such a wonderful game of football. It really was yeah. brilliant. I mean, Very exciting. Going yeah. through the ringer if you were a fan of either side, you know, especially Arsenal up and down, and a great win in the end, you know. And yeah. uh, but Ten Hag does like to blame everybody oh, else, yeah. doesn't he? He's got a good. Uh, he had a pretty clear that. idea that Hoyland was pulled down in the box for a penalty, but mm. surprisingly, Onana he, he didn't yeah. have a problem with that. And the idea that they'd drawn the lines in the wrong place is fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the forearm smash in the face, I mean, of course, you know, is fine. They, they all do it. It's not just him. No. They all see what all they managers, want to see. Yeah, all managers absolutely. are self-serving, aren't mm. they? Big question for me this weekend, and I don't know if any of the listeners can help us with this. Um, I mean, maybe if Neil will come on, he is a friend of the mm. station, he can clear this up. Um, West Brom um, lost at home to Huddersfield, 2-1 win. Neil Warnock in charge. And he said, I'm sure the boys now, it's international break, the boys will go out and have a good time, have a night out after that. I'm beyond that these days. He says, instead, I'll be uh, I'll be picking up chicken eggs down the bottom of my garden. He always so, says uh, stuff like but, that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wonder what um, Neil Warnock calls his chickens. <laughs> I shouldn't have given it too much thought, but that's a strange I wonder, one. I wonder, just, but I bet he talks to him. Oh, hello, Daisy. How are you? Oh, what four eggs? That's fantastic. It'd be good. I bet he has a good old. He goes down. This says I, I should have taken him off after twenty minutes, but he's a young lad, and I felt bad, so I gave. Him, I shouldn't have given that extra. The chickens. It'd be great. The Nilga. It, yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? We should appoint the chickens as, as directors <laughs> of football. Get, I couldn't do well, worse. I know their stuff. I've written here. If there was an association of analysts and recruitment. The Chelsea team would be expelled for crimes against recruitment. Yeah, that was a very good point. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Danny Kelly's going to join us. We've taken the edge off the Chelsea. We've got a lot of games to fit in. We've taken the edge off the Chelsea game, I think it's fair yeah, to say. Yeah. We'll see what Danny makes of it. Um, yeah, I'll keep quiet. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look at all 10 <clears throat> games played in the Premier League between uh, Friday and yesterday. In the company is always the great Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Dan. Good evening, chaps. How's it all going? All yeah, good, I hope. Not too bad. Andy is saying ta- he's taking the edge off. He's taking the edge off of Chelsea in that <laughs> opening <laughs> section. So What a salvo that was. Yes, yes. <laughs> it wasn't bad, was it? Yeah, he's just <laughs> nothing compared to... Saturday night was about 20 times more angry and about, whoa, about 100 times more sweary. Really? Oh, OK. Oh, well, it, yeah, it took some editing, that's clearly. strictly podcast material, that. <laughs> yeah, <is>. that's it. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about what was a wonderful game of football for me. The yeah. Arsenal 3, Manchester United 1. Not a result you would have seen coming with about two minutes left. Um, yeah, Danny, we're, again, not the greatest in terms of quality, but certainly incitement. You couldn't uh, you couldn't argue with it, could you? Well, let's be honest. We, we've got 45 minutes to get through 10 games mm. that amply demonstrate why the the Premier League pulls down the big bucks around the world. Yeah. Extraordinary amount of goals, extraordinary amount of very close and dramatic matches, and even the ones that weren't close had drama in them. This was the pick of the bunch in some ways. You're absolutely right. And the, the, the it could have gone either way, although I think it would have been harsh on Arsenal to have lost, but mm. it's a huge result for Arsenal pulling it out in the last few minutes there, and a tremendous kick in the teeth for Manchester United who keep coming up slightly slightly or very short away from home. Mm. And they're going to have to do something about this pretty soon. Um, and it's obviously something going on in the camp as well. When you saw Jadon Sancho's instantaneous response to the criticism from the manager about his training, and don't forget Jadon Sancho, who hasn't, he pulled up no trees from Manchester United, but he's watching Anthony, who has cost 90 million, is being praised for getting back to cover his fullback a couple of times, 
and who to me looks completely lost in, in the Premier League. And if Jaden Sancho thinks to himself, I can't get near that team, and something is up here. They should do it all in private, though, Danny. It's not to be aired in public. I will say something about Anthony that that summed him up. There were two technically brilliant moments. He took the ball from a crossfield ball Hmm. on his thigh, and then he wriggled away from two defenders, and then he miskicked it. That sums him up absolutely perfectly, that little passage of play. He's got something about him. Well, I I, I suspect uh, that lots and lots of players, Andy, probably have that level of technical skill, depending on how they want to deploy it in a professional game. There's a lot more to it than that. I mean, maybe I'm being overly critical. He's still getting used to the Premier League. Um, But I just think that Manchester United, away from home, need better than that. Um, But they were millimetres away from winning the game. I think they would have won the game at 2-1. And, you know, football's a funny thing like that. And then who would have (laughs) allowed that they had to bring on uh, Maguire and Evans at the end? And that cost them. It really did cost them. That's become a bit of a symbol. I think they look back on the Ten Hag years or however long they last. You never quite know in football, do you? Those that moment that will be one of them. The ten mm. things, the ten moments that mark the Ten Hag era. And look, 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 it's not his fault. He's got injuries, but it's it's Evans and Maguire at centre half. No, and, and you know, Johnny Evans has been a stalwart for clubs and countries. Of um, but of course, the winning, you know, the decisive goal goes in off his ankle mm. after he's involved in a wrestling match with one of their players. Um, the game is very very harsh and. Trying to trying to do it at his age. I'm not saying you can't do it. Yeah. And Andy watches Thiago Silva every week strolling around in the Premier League. Um, it, it, it was tough from that point of view. Yeah, you're right. United could easily um, on another day have got the result there. And we've got to be careful not to be just following the scoreline and making out um, Arsenal were brilliant or something. No. But it was a great result for them. Whether, whether it was a great performance or not, it was a I, great I result it, for yeah. them. Yes, I had a name for it. I called it the, the, it was a top of the table crash in the minus City League. Yeah, which is my idea. I I I put this idea a few Mm. years ago that basically City should play have their own league where they play everybody. Well, they just play City. No, they they play everybody else, but those results don't count in the other league, the league without. Like like, like the betting companies do, the league without (laughs) City. Like you used to have golf tournaments without Tiger Woods. The way this is unfolding, that's exactly what's happening. If (laughs) if City win every single game. The yeah. rest is a reflection of who's any good behind them. Mm. And then they've got to play Match Verstappen in the final, haven't they? Manchester <laughs> yeah. City versus Match Verstappen. Um, we should have a word on... I do on... just want to say yeah. one thing as well. That yeah. Peter Dury was very good commentary, but he did say at the end, when we saw that shot of the fans leaving, he goes, the fans that left will regret it. And I was thinking, they won't. They'll be delighted. Who's ever regretted leaving yeah. when your team's won? You just think, oh, how good they actually it's, won it's the game. It's a horrible feeling, though, when you, uh, uh, when you uh, go but... early in this and it's a goal. Well, but it was, it was tough on Peter that as he was saying the words, what, two of the fans started to run even faster towards the tube station. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Havertz, he, I love the fact that Arteta loves Havertz's unseen work. Yeah. And I don't think you'd be too impressed with his seen work. <laughs> yeah. And particularly, particularly that attempt at getting a penalty for, I'm going to say it, everyone look at their watch, set the date. Well done, VAR. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Uh, Matt Scott described Havertz as a physical monster. I was thinking, he needs to be tethered to the pitch. <laughs> well, in case he floats away. Word on Declan Rice as well. I mean, you know, it's, it, yeah, he's he interesting. Well, he was well. talking about the price tag, and Andy was talking about Caicedo, and how that might be weighing mm. heavy. But he has taken it on board, and uh, he, he seems a very good fit, and it's working very well for him, isn't it? If you had a choice between paying a hundred. For Caicedo and 100 for Rice at the present moment, you'd have gone for Declan Rice. Yeah. Um, and then you pay, you know, there are there comes a point in football where you get what you pay for. Now that, of course, is in contradiction to what I was previously saying about Anthony. 
Well, it does come point, and he, he's just a he's just a really, really and good and reliable footballer. So on to uh, Crystal Palace three, Warhampton Wanderers two, and yes, uh, I didn't see a lot of this game. I've seen the goals, but I didn't see a lot of the game. I've seen, I've just seen uh, mm. highlights myself last night, and it was all about a Roy rollicking at mm. half time. He was they were all, he thought they were a bit flat and weren't at it. Kevin Day said well, he could never have imagined this was going to be a five-goal thriller. No, <laughs> not based on the first half. You yeah. never would have had five goals in the second half with your bookie. Definitely the, the, not. The two the two Palace fans of my sort of Twitter acquaintance both said the same thing. The, the, the contrast between the two halves was extraordinary. And the contrast, of course, between the two centre-forwards. If Roy Hodgson can get honestly get a tune out of Edson Odward at this level... Let's play Odson Edward or Edward Odsart. No, What's his name? What is his name? Ed, Odson Edward. Odson Edward, yeah. Thank you. Did I say Odson Edson no, Edward? Edson okay. Edward. <laughs> yeah. I like Edson well, Edward. If he, if, he, if he can get a tune out of him, then he really is doing something, isn't he? Whereas whereas Wolves with all their attacking flair. Mm. Um, still, still end up with Fabio Silva, or is that Sabio Filva um, <laughs> up, up, up front? Um, and I, I think in the, in this case, some, sooner or later, Mateus Cunha, who I think he got his name right, is going to have to go up and be the spare point because you know the the league is not so comfortable for Wolverhampton Wanderers. They can just go, carry on playing well and not scoring. And I know that's what uh, half the teams in the league have got that problem. But that, that, to me, looks like the, the difference between there was one striker mm. was on it and the other one in a mile off it. It was interesting, that's true, it was interesting that Gary O'Neill was talking about, he said, you know, basically they are work in progress. He only got in there mm -hmm. two days before the start of the season. He said, I know it's a 3-2 defeat, but big strides have been made. Whether we have enough goals in this team, time will tell. Maybe a message to the board in in January but you're right a bit early for messages to the board yeah. isn't it that really is that really is setting the bottle in the ocean hoping it arrives in America isn't it you've got five months to stew on that yeah, yeah live through that I've done my knee jerk after four games Ooh. table and yeah. I have Wolves finishing 16th and Palace right. finishing 12th so mm. you want to know. A word on Eze as well. Good performance <laughs> by Eze, and uh, you know, not everybody in the England squad have the greatest of weekends. But um, but no, that was uh, there's been a, a you know an awful lot of stuff said about him, and yeah, a class act. Always good to watch. Took like his goal him. well, yeah. and um, I think Palace have done well to keep hold of him. Well, they get to get through the transfer window with um, he and Olise on board. Really, really very good indeed. And now that they've added. Uh, Odson Edward or Edson Odward to the squad. They can't go wrong, can they? I think today's podcast will be called uh, Ed, Edward Odson. Yeah, you can't do it now. Let's play it. That's okay. Uh, who scored a thousand goals and played for Santos? Was it Odson or Edson? Um, let's move on then to Liverpool. Three, Aston Villa, nil. And I did ask the listeners, have you ever been Leon Bailey? One of the things that happened in this game was that, um, that um, a substitute was substitute. Did. Mm. Never goes down well. Unai Emery said he wanted to have a look at Tielemans and Zaniolo, and he'd only brought on Bailey because uh, there was an injury and he needed to bring. But it never goes down well with the player. He didn't. He was straight down the tunnel, old Bailey. It's a bit, a bit of, up and down. They've taken two tankings yeah. away from home Villa, and they haven't. Even, well, they have started their European campaign, but you know. Yeah. You you'd hope for better results now. Obviously, yeah. they have solid at home. Liverpool made hay really with with the way that Villa set up. Yeah, two two very similar results. So that's why I, w I would have the alarm bells ringing for Villa. Good team, made good acquisitions, well managed, all that. We know all that. Um, but that's two very similar defeats and proper whackings, as Andy has pointed mm. out there. And uh, they need to watch that very closely. But 
I think, um, and this is my knee-jerk, Andy, I think a lot of teams are going to get wallops to Liverpool this year. Mm. I think the arrival of Ryan Gravenberg, um, <clears> I do need my ex-colleague Alex Zonneville to pronounce that properly. He really does give it plenty of phlegm in the, <laughs> second, in the second name. Um, means that they've completely rebuilt that midfield. I still think they're, they're, they're not the greatest defensive team, Liverpool, but coming at you as they're liable to do at, at Anfield, I think teams are going to get proper, proper wallopings and Aston Villa won't be, won't be alone. And I'm going po- Liverpool third. Liverpool third, yeah. Villa eighth. Villa eighth, okay. Knee jerk after four yeah. games. Yeah, so Bosley looking like very good business. Oh, what a lovely goal that was. Yeah, part of the rebuild. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah it was an absolutely lovely goal, but the Martinez was having to kind of push Mo Salah out of the way to get a view of it, who was in an offside position. Mm. But, you know, we saw at Manchester City, it's potluck these days, whether the, whether the, the officiating crew, of whom there are now a dozen at each game, um, or away, you know, remotely at the VAR, can possibly get these things right. Yeah, I thought that is... I'd, I wouldn't have wanted that goal disallowed. Of course I wouldn't, but no, it was yeah. technically uh, offside. This was Hugh's observation. He went to a private sort of... A briefing which we can't really talk about too much but he said there are there is when you listen to it there's so many voices yeah i think all speaking. well i think you notice that when yeah. we're going to come on to this later about var but there are a lot of voices in the old mm. var booth right in the referees here on top of everything else the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're going through the Premier League weekend game by game with uh, Danny Kelly and we move on to Brighton 3. Newcastle United 1. It's interesting, Kieran Trippier saying he thinks the international break coming at the right time for them. Bit of a deep breath, take stock. Um, Yeah, I, I mean... Let, you, I'll leave you two to eulogise about Evan Ferguson's um, hat trick because what a player he looks like he's going mm. to be. Um, but this was a game. This was sort of same old, same old in different ways. Brighton have changed a large chunk of their personnel, but they're exactly the same team as they were last year. Tremendous, fluid, inventive, absolutely razor-like. When they get you, when they get you on the halfway line, three against three, you know you're in desperate trouble mm. against Brighton. They're the same as they were, and. 
I mean, I've got to be careful how I say this because, you know, you don't want to be generalising about people. Eddie Howe, the knock on Eddie was always when he was at Bournemouth, didn't do a great job. He never quite got a defence that was quite up to top standard in the team. I think Newcastle have had three clean sheets in the last 25 games. And so here's a team with better players, but somewhat the same result. And, you know, they, they, they're in the Champions League, so I can't, they can't be complaining about that. But to make the next step forward, Eddie and all the club and all the players are going to have to find a way to defend that goal better because, um, you know, you're not going to win a lot of Premier League games if you never keep a clean sheet. Um, and, and Trippier's right. They don't look right to me in Newcastle at the moment. Anthony Gordon's in good form. Everything else, not quite where it should be. Yeah, I think I agree with it, all of that. I mean, it was a tough start for Newcastle, but it's a poor return, and Champions League hasn't even started yet, so it no. could be a tricky season. Pope's going through a funny old period at the moment. Yeah, he's out, he's been out of the England yeah. squad, and that fed into... It was a bit of a nervous performance, some odd decision-making. He's, he's not heading the ball into his own goal, but yeah. that, was, that was a complete accident, I get that. Why do people want to laugh at Jordan Pickford all the time? I don't care. Right, I think just, he, 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 he's got on, quite an idiosyncratic style, I suppose. Which uh, that, it's like yeah, saying, we'll talk about. He his is basically like a, yeah. he's, it's like it's like a kid at a kid's party, isn't he? He's, he's eating too many sweets. He's had too many too yeah. much uh, sunny day, and he's charging around. He's uh, that red face where he's got a sweat on, where he's charging around the party. Calm down, Jordan. You're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. Anyway, Lo- we'll loving your Evan, reference to Evan Sunny Day there. Yeah. Oh, go on then. Yeah, because otherwise I'm going to end up no, no, talking reference to Fred Brov, but Oh, yes. <laughs> he's absolutely <laughs> brilliant, isn't he? I mean, what a, what a player he looks. And you just, there's no substitute. I don't want to bring it back to Chelsea, but there's no substitute for a striker, a big, proper, quick, goal hungry striker. Yeah. All the best teams have them. But to be that good at 18, you sign a player at that age and, you know, you're saying, oh, he's one for the future, he's one to nurture. But, you know, they, they, they just no, very good. He's uh, one to unleash, to devour the opposition. Of course he is. I mean, they stole Billy uh, Gilmore from Chelsea for five million. I mean, we were mad to let him go and keep Georgina. He's brilliant, isn't he? I mean, you know, absolutely bonkers, but that's it. I mean, the, 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 the highest compliment you can pay to Evan Ferguson, apart from what people say about him personally, how level-headed he is and all the rest of it, hopefully that will continue, mm. is that... When you have a conversation about him, you end up saying to people who don't watch a million of miles of football and only know the sort of the top of it, he's a bit Shearer, he's a bit Kane. And you find yourself sitting back going, what yeah. are you talking about? How can that even be? But that's yeah. what it looks like. I was yes. talking to a Brighton fan the other day. They, they don't make many missteps with recruitment. I don't mean like buying Ecuador, Ecuadorians mm. for like 20 quid yeah. and selling them for 110 million. I mean... Milner, the, the, the guy I know who's a Brighton fan, said they've been really impressed with Milner. He's slotted straight in. He's brought so much to the team well, and to the squad already. But that's that's bro. good recruitment. Yeah. That's saying that's the sort of player we need. Particularly if you know you're going to have a high turnover of players during the summer, as they have done. Um, you bring in somebody who you could absolutely rely on, who knows the Premier League probably better than he knows the back of his own hand, if the truth be told. Yeah. And and let him let him just be a. St- mm. There's one place in the team you don't have to worry about. There's stability. The rest of you are settling in around him. Brilliant. And Newcastle's away kit. I don't know what it reminds me of. I can't possibly think. Yeah. Manchester <laughs> <laughs> City five, Fulham one. Really. Yes. I mean, we'll never know what would have happened had it been one all at half time. Uh, obviously, Marco Silva does, but um, because yeah. they had a, a big second half city. But that was the springboard, that very contentious decision. We'll talk to Dale Johnson about it. But some decisions, you can't say well done VAR on that one, Andy, uh, Danny, I doubt. No, um, and uh, um, that's that's one of those ones that you, you despair, uh, you know, you shouldn't despair about things, but you despair about them. what is going on. 
it was so obviously interfering him. He tried to kick the blinking thing into the net, of course, in the goalkeeper, but it changes save. It's mm. just ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and ridiculous. they couldn't see it. Now look. Manchester City also weren't, ha weren't having the greatest of days. They had seven shots, of which five of them went in. And if it had been at one on one at half time, you know, who knows? We, we don't know how it's going to go. Marco Silva, just got to be, he's just got to be careful. His endless griping about what's happened to the team with officials, does it at some stage become counterproductive? And what I mean by that, not the officials will turn against him, but does it give his own players an inferiority complex that, you know what professional footballers are like? Mm. 5% of inferiority complex, you're off your game, suddenly you've got an excuse not to perform. I just, he, I mean, he's been around the game, he knows what he's doing, but just wants to be a bit careful with that. But that was a shocking decision. And certainly, away at Manchester City, you do not need the decisions to go against you, do you? You don't. I mean, 26 minutes before City had a shot, you know, so yeah. they were doing well up to the offside goal, but then they're so irrepressible. They're such a wonderful team, you know. You, you just got to sit back and enjoy them while while it, Pep's there and the, this lineup and Doku came in and fitted in straight away. They're oh, very very good brilliant little player, isn't he? Absolutely lovely to watch. Yeah. Mm. So um, just a word maybe on um, Paulinho as well. I, I see. He, he, he Sorry, just... uh, Paul, just trying to leave a lot of time for the Spurs. Oh yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. He was he, uh, <laughs> he was uh, heading back for Munich. You know, probably couldn't with his mm. chin on the floor. Uh, I'm sure he'll get on with it and be a pro, and maybe he'll get his move later on. But that is a bit of a blow. Let's hope they've they've still got the same player when he comes back. Well, they 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 have to get him um, up to speed because. With Mitrovic gone, he is so much of what they do. Um, the people, the experts on Trans Europe Express were suggesting that um, Bayern Munich will come and get him again in January. Um, but, you know, there's a long time between now and January. Although, amazingly, if you're not in things like Europe and the League Cup, hmm. there's only 12 games between now and the next transfer window. Extraordinary thought. But that's the truth of it. Say for teams like, I don't know, Paul Spurs. Yeah. Um, uh, but a lot of things can happen. Uh, they may change their mind about what they want. And so, uh, you know, he, he appears like the kind of bloke who'll be straight back at it. There's no reason to think otherwise. Well, look, we know you're desperate to get onto that game. So let's move on to Burnley 2, Tottenham Hotspur 5. Um, yeah, yeah a, a very enjoyable performance by Spurs. I'm trying not to get too carried away. I'm very aware that it's, yes. it's very early days. And all I know is I'm enjoying watching my team play, which has not been the case for a while. Yeah, that's, and that's not, not really... A, a, that's Happy not acceptable to hear to, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's not acceptable to Theo Walcott, who already. I mean, I don't, I don't like Theo since the nil two thing, you know. But um, you're not even allowed to enjoy when your team, after three years um, of of turgidity, hmm. um, suddenly turn on a player. But come on, guy, give us a break. Um, I'll tell you what I'll say about this. Uh, you may or may not have experienced it in your lives. I'm, both, I'm sure you both have, and I certainly hope you have. Bliss overload. <laughs> I was at the wedding of a loved one mm. um, at exactly that time of the game. Um, as it happens, the father of the bride, who ought to know better, kept coming over and giving me football score updates. Oh. So I could see my niece and goddaughter getting married over here. Mm. And I can hear Spurs' goals rattling in over here. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've been happier. And it was a sunny day mm. for a long, long time. And Paul, you know, I'll let you say it because I'll be bored me saying Spurs will get beat. There'll be bad results. But trying to win and play a bit of football is his. No, yeah. look, that's true for all fans. But given what we've been through, it's just such a relief and such a joy. And uh, again, uh, chatting to Tony Cascarino a little bit earlier on downstairs, and, and I, I, we're both pointing out to each other, the big difference is Tottenham in recent years would have got 
to uh, would have got to three one in the game and shut up shop and take mm. the heat out of it and sat in shape and just seen the game out. But that's not what he wants, uh, clearly. Nope. And they stayed on the front foot and they kept working. They kept scoring goals and gave away the last goal, which of course the um, yeah. that the old part part of me went, oh, I hate it when we concede the last goal. Yeah. But that's going to happen when you're playing like that, isn't it? The XG is um, up from one point eight four to two point seven five. It's a big increase and. You know, I think it's really exciting. It'd be really ironic for Harry Kane if Spurs actually win something this year. It'd be very funny. And, uh, and but it's a great done... start for them. And you have to say they're playing yeah. wonderful football. And what's happened to you, I hope, would happen to us. But it I hasn't. mean, there is, if we're looking for the Maguire Evans comparisons, with the lack of quality cover at centre back and not moving players on, we are only, God forbid, a couple of injuries away from a uh, dire Sanchez. Uh, and Sanchez is. In... Sanchez is. is um... Still a subject of interest from Turkey because their window isn't closed. But Spurs mm. can't sell him. I mean, no, this is ridiculous. You know, the, given the grief that man has had, they can't sell him. They haven't got anyone to play centre back. Yes. Um, you know, we've seen Emerson Royal and Davis playing centre back, but that's in a three. They can't be relied on in a in a, in a two. Uh, no, no, no. I, th I think they, they've got to resist that move for Sanchez. And yes, you're right. They are light at centre half. That's um, got to be the best Sons play for about two seasons, isn't it? I mean, yeah. the first goal was such it, a I mean, yeah, play. It's going to be interesting to see what he does against Did Sheffield get a hat-trick at Leicester. That was, uh, if you remember. Yes, recall. yeah. But that was yeah, a but bit, almost a bit of an outlier. He, he, re yeah. he reverted to type after mm. that, more or less. Um, Let's hope he goes on one of his streaks now, because that's what he has been all the time at Spurs. Six games, no goals. Yeah. Then six games and six goals. Let's hope it's that. It's whether Richarlison starts in the middle next time especially got Brennan Johnson who can play in those wider positions now so it'll be interesting against Sheffield United in a couple of weeks what what he does um, on the to Burnley honest, front you could play against Sheffield yeah. United and win well, well I think they weren't that bad the other day yeah. on the Burnley front um, it's I mean again he's talking to managers who've got a very strong philosophy and will play that way to the death Vincent Company is the same I mean whether they're going to have the quality to compete in this division playing like that whether they've got the personnel to do that but he won't change his philosophy he won't and that may be his undoing because that philosophy when you've got 70% possession like they enjoyed in the championship last year is one thing having that philosophy high line and all the rest of it against a team with better players and 50% 60% of possession um, I, I, I admire his courage that's the, what the game is about now managers never admitting it wrong just pressing on mm. he might keep pressing on to a whole lot of defeats yeah Contr a controversial uh, two piece suit and a baseball cap he mm. went with that very look. controversial quite yeah, sure no, um, knee jerk on Spurs Andy knee jerk on Spurs and Spurs, Burnley Spurs ok well I've got um, Spurs finishing fourth blimey yeah and Ooh, Burnley, uh, Burnley. 17th. 17th. Well, you didn't give the knee-jerk Arsenal and United positions, one of the listeners wants to know. OK. Oh. Um, where have I got? I've got Arsenal finishing second. Right. And United, one, two, three, four, fifth. Fifth. OK. Knee-jerk after four games. Not bad, this is, don't possible, hold isn't it? Don't come walk up to Andy and say, you said we'd finish fifth <laughs> at the end of this. This is after four games. It's knee-jerk for a reason. We've got four games. There's no to, science in it. Four games to squeeze in. We're, we can probably breathe through Chelsea versus Forest. Yeah. Uh, we'll do that. Danny Kelly's with us as we I go through the I refuse to give, identify where Chelsea will finish on the grounds of being grim. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
great. Four more Premier League games to squeeze in. Um, Lee, the Newcastle fan, another Newcastle fan, not put his name on this. Take you to task, Danny, on uh, your comments you made about Eddie Howe setting up defences. Um, we only conceded 33 goals last season, same as Man City. Best defence in the league. Um, we've had a tough one of the other fans, Sam. We've had a very tough start. You know, Villa, City, Liverpool, Brighton. So they're, they're oh, standing yeah. Eddie's oh, yeah. corner. That's, that's very true. I've got Newcastle seventh, though. Okay. Good, good to hear that Newcastle fans are listening. It's good. That's good. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so we move on then to um, Chelsea. Neil, Nottingham Forest won. Andy has done most of the heavy I'm saying nothing. There. How do you feel? Do you, I mean, when you watch Maurizio Pochettino having a tough time in his new role, Danny, do, does it, do, you, have, do you feel anything? I mean, I, I don't... I think what Andy is saying is right. Um, that the recruitment has been a bit skewed. Um, uh, I'll put it a little more strongly than that. On the other hand, let's be truthful here for Maurizio. He still has got a ton of talented footballers there. Um, and it, the Premier League is a hard place to try and do a jigsaw live in front of people. Um, of course, if they had a recognised striker, something they've had so, you know, over the years, Chelsea have always been able to say, well, he's the one. He gets to 20, well, 22, Put it this way, Drogba or Costa were playing on Saturday. Chelsea would have won that game easily. Yeah, well, they mm. had they had uh, 20, uh, pl- 20 plus shots at goal. Yes, so you're absolutely right. Um, no, I don't feel I don't feel sorry for for Maurizio. He's got an amazing squad. Um, you know, he knew what he was getting into at Chelsea. Um, I don't suppose that the one or two injuries has helped him very much, but he's just got to get on with that. And he's got to hope that Todd Bowley. Um, after spending a billion pounds on, on on footballers, is 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 more patient than most football owners. I suspect he is not. Well, I don't know about that because he was quite reluctant to fire Potter, and I think the directors got to. But him while now. firing him, yeah, but I don't think he really wanted to. And I think here, Steve Cooper is a wonderful example of what you should do: is stick with a manager, mm. and whatever happens, however bad it gets, and it is going to get bad, they should stick with Pochettino because he is a good manager. Mm. He's on the right line. So yeah, we're a bit mystified about why he got away from his system. He was playing four two three one in preseason. Suddenly he's playing three at the back. We can't quite work out, but he, you know he'll he'll get that side of it right. But you know without oh, I, without I, a recognised goal scorer, unless Brochure comes back, then Chelsea are just going to be like they were last year. Yeah. I find myself, and I hope I'm not speaking for Paul as well, in the unusual position, Andy, of hoping the Chelsea manager does really well while the team does really badly. Yeah, that's well, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, but we can't have both because obviously if they're doing better than I, I us... I think you're going to finish miles ahead of us. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, Alanga looks a very good bit of business, doesn't he, uh, uh, from what we've seen? They've got... They've got. I mean, even without... I could without have that Brennan, shot, honestly. Well, I think it was more in front of us. He played well. It wasn't just the shot. Yeah, it was... It was a, we're all looking at the keeper, and it's twice in a week, the penalty that went straight through him, and that one that was like... Where he went down, Daniel said, he's like, it's a real original instalments, the way he went down. Honestly, yeah. it was ridiculous. And uh, it's funny enough, Rob, Rob Jones got in touch. Um, he said, I missed Andy's rant at the top. Did Forrest get any praise? No, they did, Rob. He they did got a lot pra- of praise. He praised yeah. Forrest at the top, so you can't argue with that. He was fulsome in his praise. Um, so you're, we move you're on. You're bound to say that, given that Rob wasn't listening, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then he says, yeah, I could have saved that shot. Which slightly takes the edge off it. Brentford no, two. No, still gives Forest credit. Brentford Absolutely. two, Bournemouth two. A game you could have gone to, Andy. That was your alternative viewing. Yeah, it was a lot better game than the one I went to. Yeah, but, quite. Uh, there you go. Quite an open, exciting game. We were talking earlier on about Eze having a good day. I mean, Rico and Henry had some good runs, and there's been a big push to get him in the England squad. But then he gets involved in a little moment, doesn't he? That, uh, that brings Bournemouth back into the game with that pass that doesn't quite make it back to the keeper. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an exciting match. 
And Rico is a, a classic example of the modern defender, isn't he? Um, he does he does brilliant, brilliant things. And you're right, he's right on the edge, I imagine, of England selection. Um, but he's still going to have Ricks. There's a lot expected of defenders these days, you know. Um, in the past, he could have put the, just tapped that ball into touch and no one would have said a, a thing. But that's not what's required of him anymore. Uh, so there's a bit of that in it. Um, what comes out of this, you know, Bournemouth, as they were at their best last season, particularly that game against Liverpool that everyone remembers, they're a good team on the break. They they have the right players and they and they, they commit to it. Um, they're not worried about to leave themselves short at the back. When it's time to go, they go. And they did well off that. You'd have to have a heart of stone not to celebrate David Brooks getting a goal after all he's been through. Mm. Um, but the the un the the, the 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 truth that is chiselled into the the heart of the Premier League. If we want, I know very few truths because everything's fluid. The Premier. Brentford don't give up. You see them, Andy. They just never, ever give up. No, they're un um, they're unbeaten for a reason. And uh, my, I mean, my Brentford sporting mate who I sit next to at the game, he, he said that's the first game they've missed Ivan Tony. Yeah. Like they created a lot and it would have made a difference. And the other bugbear I've got at the moment, Bobby Madley's watch didn't go off. VAR had to give it. RF's equipment failed too. And I've seen it happen too often this season. You know, this is a multi-billion pound industry. You can't have these referees stopping for five minutes saying, oh, my equipment doesn't work. It's pitiful. It does happen quite a, a lot. And all it? It talking over really each other at the VAR truck. They need, to, you know, radio has protocols. I mean, you, you can't tell it from this show, but no. radio has <laughs> protocols. Um... <laughs> And it's sort of everyone doesn't talk at once, you know. Yeah. That's why you kind of point at each other and wave at each other. And this VAR thing, I hadn't heard this, that there's kind of a parrot jungle going on. Mm. It's like, well, it's like being at the parakeet house at, at the at London Zoo, apparently. And I, I, that, that can't help either, to be truthful. Well, he starts training in a couple of weeks, Ivan Tony's back training with them from yeah. sort of a couple of weeks' time. So, uh, but I can't plan until January. Sheffield United 2, Everton 2. We touched on it earlier on with Jordan Pickford and uh, the double save at the end from uh, yeah, Ollie I was, I was listening to game day uh, on the way to the uh, game on Saturday and the commentary on the match and it was tremendous that bit at the end was so brilliantly when I saw it in the evening it was brilliantly described by Sam Matterface and Dean Ashton it was an incredible moment Danny what did you make of it that game oh sorry I thought we were going to play it there oh no, okay. no it, 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 radio protocol did, it no, did no, sound just, like a tee up to I did a, I'm just being yeah. I'm just enjoyed the commentary yeah oh look Pickford is um, goalkeeper almost trapped in time um, he, he wouldn't now. Um, he's not got the footballing skills to be at the very top of what people would say, there's your, your, your elite goalkeepers. But at the old-fashioned thing of stopping shots, he's still absolutely brilliant. And the thing at the end, and, and all fans, it's, it's like someone who, who scores with a Rabona or something. When the goalkeeper makes a great save, the ball bounces out from him, and you think, here comes the inevitable follow-up and the net bulging. When he makes the second save, all of us go, oh, it's a, it's an, a universal mm. reaction. And it was a brilliant example of the, of the, of the, uh, the genre. And, you know, and he, and he can do that, Pickford. He's, he's pretty octopus-like when he gets going, isn't he? Oh, I, I think um, he's a good goalie. I mean, he was very unlucky on the own goal. That oh, doesn't yeah. happen very often. Oh, no, but, that's, and that is a comedy one when it hits the goalkeeper on the back of the head and goes in. You just have to you know, live with that. Good start for Cameron Archer. So that's always good to get off your, the mark on your debut. Yeah. Beto looked all right, I thought. And uh, a decent point for both teams. They both scored, which has got to... Help, yeah, they both conceded, but you know. Everton, Everton will feel they probably got the the, the the thin end of the of the refereeing. Um, but really interesting about the sort of re the resources available in the Premier League. Manchester City's bench would probably finish in the top eight or nine. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's both these teams didn't have the full nine substitutes. 
one had eight and one had seven. Mm. I, I'm not making any comment about that, except that sometimes, you know, the reason why these teams will be struggling at the bottom is to do with resourcing as much as it is to professional footballs or coaching. Uh, they didn't even have a full complement and they didn't even trust the, you know, the kids to make up the numbers. Well, some of their recruitment, Sheffield United, they helped uh, McAtee from City and um, is looking pretty good so far from Cov. So, hmm. you know what, Andy, yeah. what's your knee-jerk uh, league table saying, Sheffield United? Everton 17, Sheffield United 18. 18th. That's not good news, is it? They're going down. OK, fair enough. Um, and did you give us knee-jerks for um, Brighton and Brent Newcastle? And Brighton 6th. Oh, not Brighton, sorry. Did you do that one? It was Brighton 6th, Ch- Newcastle 7th. And you Brentford, were- Bournemouth. Uh, Brentford, Bournemouth. Brentford, I've got them 8th, 9th. 10th, possibly 11th, I can't yeah. decide. And uh, Bournemouth, 15th. What about Forest? You give us Forest? Forest, uh, 13th. Chelsea, you won't say? Chelsea, Chelsea. He no, won't we'll say, well, he won't well, say. We it. can work it out from the ones that he does it, from the ones he has <laughs> well, given us. Well, you do us. that then. You can work it out. Finally, say, then, yeah, let's take you back to Friday. 16th, Andy, very good. <laughs> Friday night, Luton 1, West Ham 2. Another goal for Jared Bowen, who was on fire at the moment, of course. Yeah, I heard Karen Brady uh, on the show yesterday talking about the stick he got from the Luton crowd. I don't know what they said, but it sounded as if it was quite unpleasant. It was, so. pro- it was probably related to his, uh, because she's in the world of showbiz, it could well be aimed oh, at... Aimed okay. at his misses. It exactly was. Oh, okay, exactly right. was, I wasn't yeah. aware of it, but I guess they were probably saying <clears throat> stuff like that, which is why he, he started giving him some clog when he scored, yeah. Um, this has been going on for a while now. And, you know, we're, we're, no, no, <clears throat> I, I love the way English crowds get stuck into the opposition, but there is a line. Um, and just taking up with people's partners and family members, I'm, I'm, I'm well against that. There's no need for it at all. Uh, it's, there's so many things you can do to upset the opposition players without picking on their personal lives. Um, I, 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 didn't, I don't like it, and um, and Bowen's been putting up with it for some weeks now. It's, um, it's fairly pitiful. Luton looked to be creating chances, but they had no one on the end of them. In fact, I think their only shot on target was in their 92nd mm. minute, wasn't it? But, I mean, they were getting into decent positions, but... Um, you know, this is their the first home game, wasn't it? And these are the games they're going to rely on. The truth, the problem here again is, look, football is not played on balance sheets and is not played on paper. Otherwise, under Arsene Wenger, Arsenal would have been champions every year. Um, because if you remember, he he didn't want to play any of the games. He thought there were far too many games to just play them on paper. But <laughs> the truth is, if you look at West Ham's, the front six of West Ham, these are riches that Luton could only begin to dream about. All of them are quality footballers. Many of them would command huge transfer um, fees. And, a, 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 you know, it's a team game. And Luton will, will go into these games and say, we have to overcome that fact. But mm. it is a fact. They're going to be playing against teams that have enormous um, squads of players better than the ones that they've been yeah. put on the field. A real struggle for Luton, I feel. You're back tonight, Danny, I understand. I'm back at seven um, for match uh, match day live kickoff. What are all the various names it's got, and it's uh, myself and Des Kelly and Danny Murphy. Should, Brilliant! A tr- tremendously Irish-sounding show, isn't it? Kelly, Kelly, and Murphy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Defrock solicitors from Kildare. <laughs> <laughs> West Ham ninth, Luton twentieth. Thank there you. There we are. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week, Danny. Thanks a lot. Bless you all. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, Clips of the Week, pewter time. Every Monday uh, we dust down some old clips from back in the day, warts and all. This is a selection from January 2005, Andy. Once again, the producer is in charge. We've not heard any of these since. 
We look forward to hearing them ourselves. Is he going to give the mini disc and the box of discs when he moves on to well, higher things? Well, that's, well, I'd like to think here there'll be a, a handing over ceremony. Oh, yes, I hope so. To whoever, uh, yeah, comes <laughs> in, draws that particular short straw. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we kick off with uh, Graham Beecroft talking cricket. If he plays, it looks as though he's only going to play as a batsman. Now, does he deserve to be in front of Richard Key as a batsman, in your opinion? Or Rob Key, of yeah. course. Uh, like Richard Key. Yeah, yeah, he used to open the batting with Andy Gray. They were tremendous. They were, <laughs> of course, exactly. <laughs> Andy, what's next? It's over to Mike Parry with Andy Townsend now. There's a car park underneath Stamford Bridge. It's where the players park all their cars, right? Uh, it's like going into Abbey Dubai Airport. I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> Well, what's Abbey Dubai? Well, A, it isn't, and B, it's, it's Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi Airport. It's he Dubai was or there. Abu yes. Dhabi. Yes, exactly. Look, um, all together. Alan Brazil here looking ahead to an upcoming guest. I'm joined by Jenny, uh, Jenny McCritic, uh, Aka Booby. Aka Booby, <laughs> a.k.a. I think, uh, I don't think Aka Booby, she would have particularly liked that. No. What's next? And staying with Alan, looking ahead to the guests. We also talked to Oliver, Oliver Nack, sports editor of the German newspaper BZON. Uh, no, sorry, it's just BZ. We're talking about on <laughs> Jens Lehmann's future at Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of my favourite stations, BZON. It's very good, BZON. Um, what's next? It's back to Beaky on breakfast now with an extremely convoluted time check. It's uh, very close to uh, coming up to 16 minutes before <laughs> 16 minutes before 8 o'clock. Trying to do some subtractions there. 7.43 it is, and it's now 7.44. Uh, but uh, that's 16 minutes before 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> 7.44 would have done. I think we know. That takes some doing. I've, I've given up trying to work out what the time was. <laughs> Uh, this is Beaky and Alan on breakfast talking about the Anfield rap. And if you listen closely, Beaky does seem to get stuck in rap mode. Well, Steve McMahon sure can rap. It's about time he had an England cap. So come on, Bobby Robson, he's the man. Because if anyone can, Macca can. Macca can. Oh, Mobda. <laughs> it got better after that. Honestly, it got better after that. Yeah, he was kind of <laughs> rapping himself, wasn't he? <laughs> and rapping himself. Uh, here's Big Al looking ahead to the night's football. Now Blackburn take on Colchester, tough on Colchester, going up there to Ewood. Uh, Brentford, Hartlepool, mm, maybe fancy Brentwood there. <laughs> I don't really give a good luck to Brentwood. Uh, where did now. they come in? <laughs> where Brentford? Brentford, Hartlepool, but I fancy Brentwood. Let's okay. play Brent, Brentford or Brentwood. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's next? Tony Gascarino on drive now with an anecdote. Yeah, well, I, I I said earlier, Pat, I went I went to uh, Tilla the Hun uh, dressed in a fancy par- uh, fancy dress party. Okay. <laughs> that may well be what, the wrong way round. What did Tilla make of it? That's the question. <laughs> How do you dress up as a fancy dress party? I suppose it's you have good. lots and lots of different outfits on. It's good, isn't it? Um, Big Al again, of course. Uh, uh, here he is. Uh, Keegan Kevin is hoping to sign Rangers fullback Michael Ball as a replacement. <laughs> is it public Ke- school. Keegan Kevin. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> Keegan Kevin. <laughs> Here's Alan with one of his catchphrases. Uh, no, I can play Sean on the left side, David on the right side. Why not play him in his normal position? I agree with if you. Sean Rice Phillip, he's in sparkling form. Why not play him in his position? Doubt of the Copa del Rey. Well, the why, why, why watch a cup game, though, with the greatest respect to Sven? Why watch a cup game? Because Real Madrid take it fairly easy. Yes, they Why do. not watch a big, big... You know, why not watch them when they play Barcelona? Why not watch them when they play Valencia? Why a cup game? Why? 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 <laughs> yeah. He's never sung Delilah on the show. He should do, definitely. <laughs> and finally, 
Andy. What is it? It's Beaky with a new story about Victoria Beckham. Just bought a £100,000 hammer. What the heck's that? And a replica for five-year-old son Brooklyn. That must be an... Oh, a Hummer, I beg your pardon. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fabulous. That's it's a lot be, of money for I'm a sure hammer. I'm good friends at Tool Station <laughs> would like to be selling a hammer for a hundred grand. It's got to be a solid gold, isn't it? Certainly. There we are. A few there, Dusty. It was quite nice to hear them again after all these years. Thank you. That's uh, from January 2005. More clips of the week, Pewter. Next time out. Apparently, Mark from Lancaster said you had Burnley and Everton both at 17th. I think there's been enough distance. I, Andy, every week, Andy does a knee-jerk league table. I don't do it every week, but no. I did it at the start. After the first weekend, I thought this was a good time. To I think do. you should take us through it again. Do you want to start from the top and work your way down? <laughs> this right. is the league table after four oh, matches. Honestly, please don't take it seriously. It's called the knee-jerk reaction for a reason. Is, it's every, absolutely every... based on nothing. I mean, you know, well, the way four we, games. The way we are as football fans, we can watch a team. I mean, look at mm. that. Everybody who suddenly started lumping on Tottenham to win the title. I know, because that's what we're like. We yeah. react to each other. Okay. Okay, so this is the Andy Jacobs League table. Uh, so who are going to win? Surprise us, who are going to win the Premier League? Well, I think League? City could edge it. You think City yeah. could edge it? Followed by Arsenal. They're second, yeah. Liverpool third, mm. Spurs fourth, Manchester United fifth, Brighton sixth, Newcastle seventh, Villa eighth, uh, West Ham ninth, Brentford tenth, Fulham eleventh, Palace twelfth. <laughs> Andy, that's a team you've not mentioned yet. Well, they haven't got to them yet. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> you, did you watch Saturday? Yeah. Right. Well, it, it is a knee-jerk league table. Yeah. Uh, Forest thirteenth, another team fourteenth, Bournemouth fifteenth, <laughs> Wolves sixteenth, Everton seventeenth, Sheffield United eighteenth, Burnley nineteenth, Luton twentieth. You're going fourteenth, are you, for Chelsea? Well, I th- it's it's provisional. <laughs> uh, if if Brochure comes back and scores a few goals and provides a bit of a focal point, they'll finish higher. But right. without that, no, they won't. Uh, it's hard to believe there's more transfer news today, but there is more transfer news today, and it comes out of Tottenham. Both players potentially heading for Galatasaray. Mm. It's not official yet, but the word is that uh, Davison Sanchez will uh, will go there, a deal worth just under €15 million Euros to Galatasaray on a, on a permanent... It gives you a big advantage, doesn't it? It's closing your transfer window after everybody else. It does, really. Sure, yeah, you can pick up players that didn't get picked Premier up Premier League should try that. And... Um, Tangi Undombele is going to go there on a loon, uh, a loan, as it could be a loon, <laughs> the way he played most of the time. Go there on a loon. Go there on a loan with a view to a permanent. Um, and so, but apparently they're, I see Dan Kilpatrick from the London Evening Standard said they're up against the clock to get them registered in time for the Champions League. Mm. Um, and young Ashley Phillips, the 18-year-old lad who came in from Blackburn, apparently has done well enough to be considered a first-team squad member and might get some games, so... Uh, we'll bring you more on that later, but that is the word at Good. the moment. Um, now, uh, have you seen this planning news about the Beckhams? This is quite interesting, actually. Planning, planning news. news. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Old planning we'll news. Find, we'll find we'll it later. Yeah. We'll, ta- we'll do what that was. Yeah. Uh, David and Victoria Beckham have been accused of drip-feeding development at their six million UK home. Hmm. The celebrity couple, thanks very much, yeah. have submitted several applications for work at their Grade 2 listed spread in the Cotswolds. Yeah. Uh, since buying the three barns near Grade 2 in 2016, they've added a drive, gates, tennis court, treehouse, security hut and landscape pond. The latest application to Oxfordshire County Council is to convert an outbuilding's roof space into a home office. Yeah. It's not going to affect anybody, is it? Planning documents claim neighbours will not be affected 
But two say it amounts to residential by the back door. Oh, right. <laughs> it's a real okay. NIMBY, isn't it? Yeah. The Beckhams, previously accused of bringing suburbia to the countryside, but snobby, have dropped an application for their second access road. Well, what about that big planning news? Planning news. Planning news. Planning news. Planning news. Um, <laughs> famous people spend a fortune on PR, don't they, to make yeah. the, the, it seem like that they're really solid. Yet, there was a piece yesterday in, mm. yesterday in one of the Sunday magazines. And it was a year since the, the death of the Queen. And they went back and spoke to mm. people with stories around that. That's right. And one of them was uh, the lady who stood in line with David Beckham mm. to, uh, to view the Queen's coffin. Mm. And she basically spent about 14 hours with him. And her friends were watching on the, the, on the screen, you know, and they could see where she was in the queue. Yeah. Mm. And they said, don't look behind you, but David Beckham is behind you. It looks like they, it's got to be him. So she was like, she turned round, and sure enough, it was. She, I'm not the biggest football fan. Well, so it took her 14 hours to realise. No, realize. no, no. But oh, no she was sorry. in a queue with him for 14 yeah. hours. But um, she realised quite early on that's who it was. So oh, she right. sort of lent in. She said, look, I know who you are, and I'm not going to, but I'm not, but, but it, you know, I'm not a big football fan. I won't bother you. But he was good as gold. He, they had a really good chat and spoke I for ages. He, is, isn't he? he had lots and lots of pictures taken with people. He always seems like a thoroughly decent bloke to yeah. me whenever you've seen him interviewed. I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, he did himself a lot of favours that with that sort of, you know, yeah. long... I mean, queue. she did actually say to him, without mentioning any names, I thought you might have gone in the VIP door and uh, decided not to queue. He said, no, I'd never do that, mm. you know. Was there a VIP what door? A, what a, well, apparently there was. I believe only two people went through. <laughs> We've got a VIP door here at Talk Sport. Have we? I've never come through it. No. <laughs> Have we? No. Here's a letter from Brian Linford of Pontefract. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. If that doesn't make one of people listen to the radio, I'm almost tempted to say we'll bring that to you after the travel in an effort to keep people listening. Just remind us of his name again. Brian Linford of Pontefract. No, you know what? That's not as big a tease as I thought. Why don't you read it to us now? This bloke writes to the Daily Star every day. He never uses punctuation. Yeah. And he uses capitals in a very, very odd way. So This is uh, all quite troubling, isn't it? But it's sport. It's really odd. <laughs> Andy Murray, in big capitals, 36, we yeah. don't need to know that, dealt with a hip complaint for a decade before sadly having his hip operation in 2018 and has not made the last 16 since. Frankie Dottori, 52, <laughs> still, for some reason in capitals, yeah. winning at York Ebor on absurd is retired. Starring. Both great champs. Brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's it? great, isn't it? What is that? All in caps. Why is there nobody there at the start? Like, we can't print this. This is absolute nonsense. It makes no sense whatsoever. I want you to become the uh, letters editor. Oh, I think of, I might be actually. of the star. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded today. I'll be back here with Charlie tomorrow. Andy returns on Wednesday. Do hope you can join us. If not. The podcast will be available as always around four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.